I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And last week was the Jesse Thomas special. This week, we draw away from the specifics of sport and lean into leadership. So CEOs, coaches, managers, even parents, this one's for you. And our focus is engagement. We're going to dive deep into retaining engagement and ambition from our athletes, employees, and those that we care about. With so much changing over the last months, and with what was clear now foggy, we are collectively going through change. And change is hard. We know that. And while there are almost certainly positives that can come out of almost any change, no matter what the challenge it provides, a byproduct is for many to unfortunately fall into lack of motivation, becoming disenchanted, almost apathetic. But an effective coach or leader will be equipped to guide their pupils through the change. They will set the conditions to enable a course correction and then acceleration. And the really great ones find a wonderful balance between empathy and that tough love that drives success. The success of teams and athletes isn't mystical. It also isn't luck. Today, we dive into keeping your team or athletes or employees engaged. And to help pave the way, we're going to tell some stories along the way. I do love a good story. And then I decided to follow up with a little quick hit list. All of the essential ingredients of how to keep everyone aligned, engaged and thriving as they look forward. Oh, and before we get cracking, stay till the end today because we're going to introduce a new, likely confusing to begin little segment. It's called the Peter Minute, a segment that will stay with us for a while, I'm sure, depending on how our hero does on his quest. You're going to need to wait to the end to hear more on that. But let's launch the ship today. We're going to do so with a little squaddy update. The squaddy update this week, well, it's a shorty. It's actually just a couple of reminders. We're going to get on with the education next week around the squaddy education. But this week, I just want to have a quick reminder on you guys that are on the hunt for prizes for everyone that entered the squad one year birthday special. You can find out more about what this was at purplepatchfitness.com forward slash squad birthday. But right now we're loading up the wheelbarrow of prizes and we're going to be reaching out to the winners very soon. I also wanted to take this chance to remind you of the fact that we're honoring the power of the one-to-one coaching relationship. And that's all following the 10-year magical relationship that Jesse Thomas and I shared and celebrated in last week's show. And from now through June, anyone launching into a new one-to-one coaching relationship with Purple Patch is going to enjoy a three-month subscription to the Picky Club, the subscription of tasty snacks from Picky Bars. It's on us, just so that you can kickstart your coaching and your picky adventure in the right tone. Oh, and don't forget, whenever you're purchasing Picky Bars, use the code PURPLEPATCH 
and you'll get 25% off. That's a gift from Jesse and the rest of the Piggy Bars team to all of the Purple Patch listeners, and it's only available for a short time. So get cracking. So that'll do us for the Squatty Update this week. Next week, we're going to go back to education, but I wanted to tell you about all the little surprises and prizes and little gifts that we have going. So with that, I'll hand it over. Barry, step up and play the ukulele. We want a little jiggle. We're reliant on you. You were shy last week. Come on, Barry, do what you do. We like the way he thinks. Serious with a wig. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the dictionary word of the week. Yes, the word of the week this week. It is the cultural scar. See, Panos, I did warn you, didn't I? I couldn't resist. This was a saying, a cultural scar, that was coined by a CEO within a roundtable discussion that I was a part of last week. The question posed was how to avoid the cultural scar that can or has occurred with the situation of the last months. I found the term compelling and powerful as the changes over the last months have undeniably left an imprint on the underlying culture of organisations, companies, clubs and teams. And with any crisis, the immediate steps for most flow through a process that includes stabilisation and then a rallying call of a response or reaction. Across teams and organisations, most people step up into a frenzy of work and effort and within the confines, of course, of what's possible. For many, it was hard charging and I might add almost exhilarating. Many people observed employee effectiveness is up. Could this be the path of the future work situation with most or all people just working from home? Is the corporate office dead? Can we quote, never go to work again, instead just work from anywhere? Well, for the initial weeks, many thought that the answer might be yes, especially as it is clear that things are not likely to return as they were before. But it's a long game. It's a marathon. And just because we blasted out of the gates, it doesn't mean that this is the path of the future. Because at the very heart of it, we are these things called human beings. Although I might say many are human becomings. But we are social beings. And there is a key set of almost imperceptible components of life that end up feeding into productivity and culture. In fact, there are some examples I could go to. The transition time of a commute, going from home to the office or back from work to home, a transitional phase of mindset to either prime you for the work time or settle you back into family and downtime. The small interactions that feed us as human beings, feeling like that we're a part of something, whether it's when you're on the train with the other commuters, the stranger in a coffee shop that you go to every day, or seeing the security guard as you go into the workplace, or even the navigation of the critical, quote, useless interactions. Yes, I use that word deliberately, useless 
interactions, critical, useless interactions with your teammates and workers. Those just supple, easy, serendipitous interactions. All of these things go into creating connectivity, a feeling that you're a part of something and the backbone of something that is absolutely critical for a highly effective team, culture. And so bubbling under the short-term effectiveness and efficiency of all of this homework was almost undeniable and gradual erosion of culture. There was a cultural bleed that was creating as the CEO so eloquently put, a cultural scar. And so in the coming months, leaders, coaches, managers are going to have to work really hard to bridge the very real connectivity of those that they lead. They must avoid creating a deep scar that impairs the chance to thrive in the months and years ahead, all within the context of what we can do. And so if you're a leader, a coach, a CEO. Don't let the emerging cultural scar develop. Keep your team engaged and connected. And don't forget the power of the critical useless interactions for us as human beings. The word of the week, this week, the cultural scar. Food for thought as we dig into the theme of engagement today. And we have our meat and potatoes. Yes, folks, it's the meat and potatoes. And today, the word is engagement. In turbulent times, what are the considerations that we as leaders must put to real engagement, focus, and execution of our path forward? Athletes, teams, employees, clients, they all have similar needs. And so, Let's get comfortable, sit down, settle in, and let me first tell you a couple of stories. And I'm going to keep these stories as close to home as I can as we start our journey. And I'm going to tell you some stories about a couple of coaching companies, but neither of these are a purple patch. And what we want to do as we talk about these stories is in the back of your mind, we're going to compare the approaches of both and the reactions or responses And we can see how two different companies have created a very different style of engagement coming out of this COVID-19. And so let's begin with our first story. And we're going to call the company, what should we call it? Let's make something up. I know. Sparky's Coaching. Good old Sparky. He's a lovely guy, isn't he? Now you're intrigued, aren't you? But Sparky's is a running coaching company with a vibrant community in a Midwest town. And Sparky's facilitates group training as well as individual one-to-one coaching. And it has about 70 members. And it is, or I should say really was, a pillar of the local endurance community in that small town. Now, Sparky's athletes and team of coaches just like everybody else, had to face the situation of COVID-19 and the times were immediately tough. Athletes are lost. They're rudderless with no racing dates ahead of them. 
there can be no impersonal group coaching. Boom, the community is blown apart. And there is no clarity of when things might open up or evolve. Athletes begin to email in. They terminate their training. They shut off their membership. With the cloudiness of the racing calendar, what's the point, many of them think? The owner, Sparky, who is also the head coach, grabs the team together, the staff and the team of coaches. He tells them with great vigour and passion, team, this is a tough time. We have to retain athletes. I need to tell you the truth. We cannot afford to lose 20 more clients. If we lose 20 more clients, we are going to need to cut the team down. It is going to be, I think, a really tough few months ahead. And we are all going to have to work our tails off to try and keep clients and do whatever we can to add more athletes. We need to be a team, guys. We need to do our part or there isn't going to be a business. And so do all you can to keep hold of your clients, no matter what it takes. And please think through anyone, people that have left before that might just join. We need the numbers to survive. This is the time. Come together as a team. Interesting discussion. How do you think the staff and coaches reacted? Well, let's investigate. The initial reaction across the team, understandably, was worry. It was worry for their own jobs. It was concern for Sparky, both himself and Sparky's as an organisation. They were very fond of working there. They had an emotional connection and Sparky was their leader. Now, most of the team overrode this worry in the initial weeks. They stepped up. They cared for Sparky and the organisation. They loved being a part of it. And so they got to hard work. They reacted and they were determined to work hard and avoid losing more clients. Over the initial weeks, they came together as a team. They worked really hard, but the leak didn't stop. Despite hard work and good effort and trying to engage clients, more dropped. Eight. 10, 14, more athletes were leaving. And the team was powerless. They were committed, but they just didn't have any sense of how to coach athletes towards events that just weren't happening. And pretty soon, this initial wave of optimism and hard work and battling began to be replaced with defeatism. Even apathy. They just didn't see a path. And the owner, Sparky, began to despair. Now as we sit, today, Sparky's coaching is in a perilous existence. And also, that once tightly knit coaching team is splintered. Once fruitful and exhilarating conversations with high hopes for the future and growth they just don't happen. And the fulfilling group sessions that was the backbone and heartbeat of the community and also fed the coaches to truly coach were well now everyone's isolated. Everyone's on their own island. 
Sparky, our poor Sparky, our lovely founder, Mr. Chance. He approached the situation by burying his head in the sand. He went with hope as a strategy, continuing down the path that always was that had created success in normal times, and his call to arms was all about avoiding disaster. He'd made a critical mistake. He'd forgotten to reconnect personally and reconnect his team with why he started Sparky's coaching in the first place. And so rather than diving down more, let's go to our second company. Our second company, Company B, is a multi-sport coaching company, but has a very similar number of athletes or clients as our friend Sparky, also based in the Midwest and very similar programming. They have a host of group sessions, they do individual coaching and a variety of other services. We're going to call this company, hmm, get to think about it a little bit, um, let's call them a typical coaching company, Vortex Coaching. Sounds very appealing, doesn't it? Our founder is Angela. Well, same type of company, Midwest, pillar of the community, group-led sessions in person, lots of one-to-one coaching, the same situation strikes, COVID-19. The same stresses and challenges face Angela and the team. No races, no clarity, athletes feeling lost, absolutely impossible to retain group training sessions in the live community. Now, you might have guessed by now, but Angela didn't react. She didn't call out a battle arms of fear. Instead, she responded. There's a big difference, responding to reacting. Do you remember Sparky's words to the team? We need to retain and we need to sell or we fail. Rise up and keep those athletes coaching. Well, our friend Angela over at Vortex took a slightly different approach and she spoke in different terms. She and Vortex faced exactly the same realities, but quickly realized that to succeed, they needed to evolve. They need to respond to the situation. And to hatch a plan, they did something very, very basic, but was undeniably critical at these times. They anchored their heart, their emotion, their mindset around mission, vision, and values. Rather than panic her team with the stark realities and to keep chasing the impossible, just keep doing what you're doing, she was willing and open to adapting. And so, just like our friend Sparky, Angela got the team together, but instead of inducing fear, she asked a simple question. What does Vortex do? Why are our clients with us and why do they stay? The answers for the team were slow coming. They're in a state of anxiety and a little bit of fear. But over the course of five minutes, some things started to pop out. We inspire, we educate, we guide, lead, we connect. We help people improve. We get people faster. We build confidence. Yes, 
This was the juicy stuff that Angela could build on. We are a coaching company and we help people perform. Our purpose team, said Angela, was to help people perform. And a byproduct is that in doing so, we also have the privilege to help people feel happy, to connect people, to ensure that they get the lessons to be empowered to become more successful. And as a part of this coaching, we educate and guide and hold people to account to overcome challenge so that they can thrive. Angela then asked a second question. What has changed in our purpose from before COVID to now? It was very quiet in the Zoom room because the answer was nothing. In fact, for Vortex and their coaches, they realized that their need was greater than ever because Vortex members and clients were challenged now more than they ever have been. And they were rudderless. They were lost without their compass of racing. They need their coaches, their community, and their leaders. And this simple start of the team meeting, when underlying worry and fear among the team was palpable, changed everything. Angela had evolved fear into empowerment. We are needed as a team. We have a role to play. And so the question is, how can we help? And it's then that the team got planning. How do we coach people in the new reality? How can we connect people and engage them when we can't have our group coaching? What can we do to innovate and evolve to retain the best pieces of what we're really great at? And the outcome was a raise up in team. Each member of the team of Vortex felt purpose. They had a role to play, a contribution, and the conversation had shifted from what if to what can. Vortex had gone to evolve its services and engage its community. Now, it's not been easy the last months, but it has been a colossal team effort and some fast but decisive decisions and big heavy lifting of work from an engaged team created a noticeable connection to a thankful and yearning group of Vortex athletes who needed at this time more than ever just what Vortex fundamentally deliver. Now, interestingly, through this journey and going through this process, Vortex and Angela have managed to create for themselves a host of learning. Happy accidents, as you might call it, of evolved positioning and creativity, including aspects of their approach that simply wasn't really effective before and won't be missed when they don't go back to it in the future. They're going to do away with those pieces. And also other inclusions that strike right at the heart of the needs of clients that they've introduced and now are going to commit to retain in the future. And a host of ideas that now they can continue to improve their support and build out over the coming months. Of course, 
In comparing our two stories, it's pretty obvious which leader has been more successful with their team's response. Angela was more successful, but not just with her team of coaches. She created engagement and unity with her staff and coaches, but also she created unity with her clients. She united her team behind the purpose of the business. She evolved the services and focused to align with what her clients truly needed at the time. And the team targeted the aspects of coaching that were the toughest in these isolated times, community connectivity and engagement. And then as they went through this whole thing, they're also wise enough to pause, reflect and learn from the response so that they could begin to apply to future Vortex. And this was leadership in action. Now, there's much more to engagement of a team, whether leading athletes or employees. And so let's build on this story. Let's go to part two, which is the nice quick hit or quick list of absolutely essentials on retaining engagement in these changing and challenging times. There are four main components that every leader needs to consider. The first, and it comes out of the story, purpose. It's clear enough in our stories that we talk about. Vortex explained or displayed it perfectly. In the toughest times, we must always pause and align on the why. It is the only path towards creating a response over a simple reaction. Understanding and ensuring that we are all aligned on purpose creates connection. It enables a lightning rod and it is the framework to enable us to remain pragmatic and engaged. All of our decisions come back to the root why. And that's why as you go forward, Retain purpose as the driver. What are we trying to do? Now, outside of this, underneath, you also are best served by aligning on mission, medium to long-term mission. That fits under the purpose. We can create a compass and guiding light for the whole team in ordering for them to channel energy and effort. This is the intentional focus piece that fits under purpose. And so for Vortex, the mission was to simply connect the athletes in a virtual COVID-19 scenario and engage them on a discovery and education for global performance over simply finish lines or PRs. The why and then the driver to mission we must also realize that this thing of engagement and the journey that we're on is just that, a journey. This is a marathon. Number three, realize it's a marathon. Many coaches, athletes or businesses absolutely charged out of the gates with a frenzy of critical work in the early stages of challenge and change. And this is often absolutely essential because change often requires amplification of effort, but also it's not sustainable. And we must realize 
that any change is never quick just to be over. We are not in the middle of a peak towards a race and instead we are building team performance over time. And so now, once the initial hurricane is over and everyone's gone into the frenzy and stabilized and moving, we must now leave room for, and this is the recovery coach saying it, I know, but we must leave room for recovery and integration of positive individual habits across all of the team and individuals that make up that team to ensure that they can stay engaged and resist the spread of burnout. Yes, this is a marathon. And so, so far we have purpose, we have mission under that purpose, we have a long-term lens, remember, process, not outcome. So what else do we need to think about with engagement? Number four, communication. Communication. In change or challenge, communication is the driving critical element. A context and continual touch point are massively important. Just when you are bored of saying the same message, say it again because you're just starting. And with that, just a little vulnerability and appropriate transparency can go a long way to recruiting engagement in a team. As long as this transparency includes the context of how it is and a call to action, your team or your athletes are going to thank you. Communication, communication, communication. And finally, the last point on engagement is one that I draw from my CEO roundtable. And it's a great one, guys. You must be willing to waste a little time in order to be efficient. Let me say that again. You must be willing to waste a little time to become efficient. You see, the backbone of this is that change and challenge can splinter groups. And as leaders, we cannot just charge along like bulldogs. What do we need to do? Next project, next project. We need to breathe because effective human beings engage and connect. And it is the social and spontaneous interactions that help us feel connected and thus engage. And it is much more difficult to establish this in the virtual workplace that we're operating in at this time, but it must be done. That's a really tricky one. It's not easy and you have to be creative, whether it is your virtual brown bag lunches, whether it is game night, whatever it is that can help you get connection and spontaneity and things that just seem like a waste of time but are actually the heartbeat of people feeling engaged and connected, you must do it. Now, this is a really tricky one for some people to wrap their head around. Isn't it just ineffective? Well, I'm going to give you a personal example. Every Tuesday and Thursday, our whole pro squad, all of the Purple Patch pros, get together on video conference. And we do swim band training, elastic cords that I lead them through 30 minutes 
of stretch bands that are really good at supporting swimming, quite challenging, a bunch of core and some push-ups and squats. It is a 30-minute blast. And it's tough. But after the 30 minutes, at every single session, we hang out. And you know what we do? We have a nice natter. Five to ten minutes to check in and chat. And the conversation? Anything. COVID, Netflix, family, new bikes, back to family, nonsense, leopard print shorts, why someone in Miami always works out in white loafers. It is completely unstructured. Is it a waste of time? Should I just be jumping off the call and saying, well done team, I need to get back to the office because I need to get back to Purple Patch? No, it's critical. And it wants to be spontaneous. It needs to create connectivity. Because in these times that we can't be together, we must be together like never before. So gang, these are the building blocks of engagement. The engagement of your athletes, of your employees, of your team members. And I promise you, over the coming months and year, your engagement of your team is going to be one of the defining pieces of your success. Let's not perpetuate the fantasy that we are just around the corner from a hasty return to the old life that we all loved and knew. Many optimists are clinging to the yearning of a return to the old, but the successful are going to face the truth that it is going to be a long process of reintegration. And it's going to be a journey that we must all build together. And it is much, much better to be clear and honest in this truth. Let's get building and let's keep our charges engaged. Purpose, mission, process not outcome, communication, and just that little splash of spontaneity. Put it together and you have a path towards success. This is your meaner potatoes. And now let's finish with something a little different. It's called the Peter Minute. Yes, a brand new segment. What is the Peter Minute? Well, I'm afraid you might be asking yourself that probably for some weeks ahead, but you're going to have to stay with me over the weeks and we're going to slowly unpeel the story and journey. We are going to follow a Peter in his training and we can expect many ups, some downs, overcoming obstacles, maybe even navigating failure. Yes, we expect a little failure on this journey, but we hope we can collectively hope for his ultimate success. Well, who is Peter? Peter is someone who will remain nameless beyond Peter. And what is he training for? Well, that is just yet unnamed, I have to tell you. What I can tell you is that week one in our Peter Minute has gone very well. A little bit of planning and great execution of the start of his journey. Honest that he is as yet unready for his challenge, but farts and the seatbelt ready for the journey ahead. And that is your very first Peter Minute. There are going to be many stories ahead, and so join us next week for a review of week two. And that, folks, does it for today. Thanks for listening. Keep safe, stay smart, be kind to each other. Signing off in the name of performance. Take care. 
Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!